Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, friends, to another r slash I don't work your lady video. If you're ready to hear a crazy story of a racist Karen, stick around. But first, we've got the story by Four Top Mass Stay Sale, Beached. I live in a coastal tourist town, and my town, unfortunately, driving in the beach is allowed. I walk the beach nearly every day, but tend to avoid it on sunny weekends because it's like a darn highway out there, and those entitled jerks act like they have the right of way versus pedestrians. Well, I decided to walk a few miles today anyway and brave the tourists. As I made my way home, high tide was an hour away, and so in addition to parked cars everywhere, the highway of traffic weaving through the soft sand was losing ground rapidly. The first two cars I saw stuck in the sand as the tide rushed in, I walked past with a polite, oh darn, look on my face, as a half dozen men tried to dig, push, and tow them out. The third stuck car is where the story meets, I don't work here lady. The woman runs up to me with a shovel, who brings a full size shovel to the beach? Not judging, just curious. I have headphones in, but she's clearly approaching me, so I silence them. I'm stuck, I need to tow, she hollers. Oh no, that's terrible, I say, shaking my head. She says, do you have a vehicle to tow me out with? I say, no, sorry. They say, you don't have a vehicle? At this point, she's looking at me like I'm a toddler with frosting smeared all over my face, telling her I have no idea what happened to the cake. You don't have a car? Sorry, I shrug. I walked here. They say, you walked here? Where's your car? As if walking to the beach was impossible. We aren't on an island, honey. I say, um, at home? They say, I've been digging for half an hour. I see you're stressed, but what's that got to do with me? I say, oh, wow. Yeah, and high tide's almost an hour away. She says, I need a tow. Again, not my job. And even if it were, you're kind of rude, lady. So I say, yeah, I mean, if none of the folks here can help you. There were about eight trucks parked on the beach near us, mostly belonging to fishermen in the surf, ignoring all this. There are rescue services in town for cars stuck in the sand. I'd continued walking slowly to and now past her car through all this. She says, what's the number? I say, I don't know. You can Google it. She says, what's the name? I said, I don't know. I guess just Googled the town name and beach rescue or beach tow or something. She says, can't you just tell me? I say, nope. She says, well, why not? I'm stuck. I turn to her with the most innocent surprise I can muster and say, oh, I don't drive to the beach. People get stuck all the time out here. It can be pretty dangerous. And with that, I clicked my music back on and walked away. I'm not required to be a good Samaritan and without being asked to help, but rather help demanded of me, makes that a definite no. If you were taking your own personal stroll along the beach and somebody came up to you more or less demanding that you help them tow their car out of there, would you leave them hanging and just wish them good luck on your way out of there walking off into the sunset? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Royal Memory. Lady at the gym had to remind me that I don't work there. 
Up until a few months ago, I'd spent my entire adult life working by gyms as a personal trainer, group fitness instructor, front desk, and or anything else that they would pay me for. Then I got a job as a supervisor at a nursing home taking care of fitness and non-fitness related activities. Their fitness center is great, but I needed something a little different, so I got a membership at the local YMCA. That's where problems began. It started off pretty harmless. I'd be in between sets and notice that the weight tree would be a complete mess with the weights in the wrong place. I'll tell myself, I don't work here, I don't need to fix that. But then 5 minutes later, I'll be putting the weights back in the correct place. Or other times, after I'm done using something like a treadmill, I'll do a really thorough job of cleaning it, like wiping down every square inch of it. Other members will look at me all confused and I'll just say, sorry, used to work at a gym, just a habit. But this time, the YMCA staff had to tell me to stop. At the Y, they give each member a little individual spray bottle to clean off their machines after they're done. I'm doing just that when the sprayer detaches from the rest of the bottle. The spray cleaner is all over the machine and floor. I go to grab towels and clean up as much as I can. The floor is still kind of wet though. I can see wet floor signs behind the front desk. And without even thinking about it, I start walking back there to get one. Then the lady that's working the front desk notices me and is like, Excuse me, can I help you with something? Members aren't allowed back here. Oops, I guess when I don't work at the gym, I can't just go wherever I want. Definitely a brilliant example of how humans are just creatures of habit. How we can just really get used to routine, find a lot of comfort in it. OP's at a totally different gym that they have no responsibility for, and they're just, when they turn that autopilot mode on, they're ready to just take care of that gym as if they're getting paid for it. Frankly, the people at the Y should be thankful of that probably a lot more than a lot of people would be willing to do. They just can't push the boundaries of that relationship too much. This next story is from Damien St. James. Two for one, infuriating, and a palate cleanser. The bad. I was at my local Walmart here in Vancouver, Washington. At the advice of you all, I actually ordered a pair of brand new safety vests to wear in my wheelchair. They're black with the high visibility green and yellow and reflective stripes. To my knowledge, no store around me uses this exact make and model of vest, so I figured I was good to go. I mean, right? Nope. Interestingly enough, nearly all my negative safety vest related I don't work your lady stories happen at this specific Walmart. Anyway, I was there with my roommate as I often am, doing my own shopping. If you've never read my content before, I want to note a couple things. If you haven't figured out by now, I wear a safety vest when I go out. This is because I'm in a wheelchair about 85-95% to of my day, and people, for whatever reason, don't see me, especially at night. While my roommate was meandering about, I decided to price out some new t-shirts. Shortly after I just picked one up, I heard that oh-so-dreaded, ahem, oh Freddie Mercury's mustache, please no. I pivot in my chair to face a rather disgruntled woman. I, as politely as I can, ask what I could do for her. She says, well, you're in my way for one. Two, what's with the prices on those shirts? I say, oh, sorry ma'am, I'll scoot out of the way. Fine, whatever, she grunts. I move the chair back about five or ten feet and allow her to move over. She made another frustrated noise. I myself would attribute the sound to someone makes when they really gotta use the bathroom but realize it's out of toilet paper. She says, $5.47 for a t-shirt? What's wrong with you people? 
I couldn't resist. What do you mean, you people? I ask in return, quoting a line from Tropic Thunder. You people, grunt. You guys are all the same, charging an arm and a leg for everything. This is insane. At that price per shirt, you should have some kind of special or something like that. Once more, I couldn't resist as my smarmy urges were skyrocketing. Ah, well, that sucks. I don't stand for that kind of thing either. She opened her mouth and was going to point before what I said sunk in and said, Did you just make a joke? Snark rising even more, I said, Nah, nah, clinically speaking, one can't make a joke. That only happens when a pun and a quip get together for a hot night at a Motel 6. She frowned so much, I wouldn't have been surprised if she could have braided her own lips. She said, you think this is funny? I say, no, see, somebody like Mel Brooks is funny. This is hilarious. She says, I've had just about enough of you. I said, ah, my third date said that while we were in the afterglow. She says, okay, you're done. Where's your manager? I say, all right, all right, look. I was freaking with you a little bit. I don't work here. Never have. If you look at me, I don't have a name tag on, a Walmart vest, or anything remotely resembling Walmart uniforms. I'm shopping. She made a face and such an angry growl, she reminded me of that one big villain from Big Trouble in Little China that would swell when he screamed. She says, you're a jerk. I'm reporting you anyway. With a little more fanfare, she stomped off. I continued my shopping. The good. Later in the week, I stopped by Winco Foods. I think I was in the canned goods section when this happened. Out of the corner of my eye, I spot a very old man shuffling about with a walker. When he eventually got to me, in a soft but desperate voice, he spoke, Excuse me, I hate to bother you while you're working, but do you know where the jerky is? I can't find it. Oh, and the spice section? I tend to help people in need, like this guy, every chance I can. I put the can into the basket of my mobility aid and replied, Sure, man. Though, you look like you need this more than me. I got some movement impairment myself, but you really need it more than me. The man looked at me and shook in place from the strain of him even standing. He gave just a soft nod and said, That would be nice, but I don't want to put you out. Nah, I began. I insist, you take it. I can grab another one later. And I got up. I informed the man I was once a CNA, so if he needed help transferring into the scooter, I would assist. He took me up on the offer, and I helped guide him to his seat. I fold his walker and tuck it under my arm. I say, now let's get shopping, with all the enthusiasm I could. The man chuckled a couple times and said, sounds like a plan, partner. Fast forwarding a bit, I even followed the man to check out and helped him there. Later, I helped him to his car and load the bags into the trunk. It was only then that I spotted his baseball hat. I immediately recognized a few patches and pins on the hat before I even read a word of what the printing on it said. First, I saw the US and South Korean flag. Second, I saw the patch for the US Army. Third, I saw a patch for the Army Rangers. Finally, I recognized the pin of a square with blue and white diagonal stripes on it. The patch for the third ID. Excuse me, third ID? I asked. He quickly responded, asking me to repeat myself, and I obliged. He said, yes, 15 years as a matter of fact. How'd you know that? I informed him that while working as a ranger for the United States Forest Service, I once participated in a series of training exercises for the third. In short, that consisted of being a moving target for their war games. I followed up by telling him that I grew up in a Navy household and that got me into studying various iconography. 
I also told him I knew he was a Korean War veteran due to the distinctive blue-red yin-yang in the center of the South Korea's flag. He said that's very good, few even know soldiers went there, or that as far as I know that war isn't over, far as I know as well. We chatted for a couple of minutes about how things in the army were then and are now, before he signaled he had to get going. I thanked him for his service and dedication, he smiled the biggest smile I'd seen in months. Well, thanks for taking the time to help out an old codger like me, and he reached out for my hand. I placed mine in his and shook his hand as gently as I could, not unlike the kind of handshake you might give a toddler. I sat back and said farewell, felt really good about that exchange. Didn't correct him, just helped out as I often do. Honestly, this is a really heartwarming story of people connecting. And then there's also that Karen in the first half, but let's be real, the true star of the show is just the story of connecting with the older generations. If you're enjoying stories like these, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss my daily uploads. They're chocked full of great stories like this next one from Emperor Henry, no drama, but multiple people in a sporting goods store thought I worked there. So I have a lot of flashlights. I'm a flashlight enthusiast. And one of the sporting goods stores I shop at has one of the brands I like. The people tasked with selling them don't know anything. They look at the simplified stats on the side of the box the light comes in and see 1600 lumens and 115 hours. So they'll tell the customer that it runs at 1600 lumens for 115 hours. So as I'm over in the area, I just correct the worker, telling him how it's actually showing on the back of the box where the runtime and brightness of each mode is listed in a neat little chart. And that's when the other customer started asking me questions about the lights on display. So I just rattle off the stats and features of each one that I'm familiar with, which was most of them. As I started walking away, another customer thought I worked there and asked me where to find something, then another customer, and then a third customer. I was actually disappointed that they all accepted that I didn't work there. Too bad for OP, there's not really like a great specific job for people who can only sell like flashlights, because apparently they'd be pretty darn good at it. And our final story of the day is by No One Cares at 805, driving through a place made of mostly white people. I know the title is a bit racist, but I walked into the store where I was the only person of color besides some of the people that worked there. Okay, so back to the story. In this store, they wear a bright red uniform with the store logo on the back and a name tag. I was wearing blue. So I'm walking through the aisles with my headphones on, minding my own business. This lady pretty much walks up to me and yanks me by my arm. So I take my earphones off and look at her and she starts screaming at me, How dare you ignore me? I've been following you around the aisles trying to get your attention. Do your job. Where do I find this? So like I tell her, I don't work here. She gets super offended and pretty much tells me, look at you, of course you work here. And I was like, woman, the employees here wear a red uniform. So in case you're colorblind and can't see my clothes, I'm wearing blue. She gets super offended and says, you don't have to be rude about it. So at this point, I'm annoyed. I look at her and say, well, and you don't have to be a racist about it. And I walked away. I saw her a few aisles down as I was finishing my shopping and she was just standing there glaring at me. Seriously, the nerve of some people. 
There's a certain level of disappointment where, like, there's such a low bar for just being a decent person and interaction possible here. And people like this Karen come into the situation like that full-on somersault, wildly flailing their arms and limbs around. Just total failures at being a decent person. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.